0: Hoop Ballers. Let's talk about your balls. Yep, your balls. And the area around them. Let's talk about manscaped.com. Go there and use promo code HoopBall20 H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L-2-0 Use the promo code and go check out all the tools they have of trimming the hedges and taking care of your lawn. Like the lawnmower 3.0 with a built in LED light to help you get into those dark thigh crevices on the inner parts. Also, the gooch. It is hard to get to the gooch if you can't see it. So use the LED light with the anti Tugless technology on the Razor, full long battery life. Then, Check out the weed whacker, bring that out of the shed, use it on your shrubs, cut down what you need, down to bare minimum if you need to. It's got a nice anti-tugless technology just like the lawnmower 3.0. It's also got a lithium battery and best news of all, these things are waterproof so that way you can do it in the shower and take care of business in the cleanest way possible. HoopBall20 is the promo code that's going to get you free shipping as well as 20% off. I recommend using it. I recommend getting the complete care kit with your free shipping and your 20% off. Spend a little extra, get a lot more. There's a good care kit there for us gentlemen. Face scrub, shampoo, ball treatment, and the area that surrounds our balls. I believe there's even a pair of underwear in there for our balls. So yeah. That's gonna conclude the talk about our balls. Now let's talk about bets. Mybookie.ag is where all the hoop ballers take care of their winnings and where we place all of our wagers that we post in our article and the wager pass, as well as our free plays and our Discord chats. Yes, mybookie.ag. Use promo code hoop ball h-O-O-P-B-A-L-L. H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L. We have today in sports betting. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Hoop Ballers, welcome back. To another episode and another edition of Today in Sports Betting. I'm your host, Devin Ellington, or at D A L E 007 on Twitter. You can find the rest of the guys, the rest of the team, Uh, specifically our man, Riley Sorbo, at Riley Sorbo, S O R B O. He's got the free play duty today over at Hootball Gaming. I had two winners in a row lost on the Royals run line yesterday. I didn't really think the Royals were going to lose a series to the Baltimore Orioles, but uh, it happened. So uh, moving on, Riley's going to have a nice, nice play for us today. Don't forget the promo codes for manscaped.com as well as mybookie.ag. You'll hear me talk about those in a pre recorded segment, but I always like to do some light brushing. Also, hoop-ball.com. Make sure you go over there. Check out some of these new fantasy articles that are coming out. We got mock drafts popping up left and right. We got the NBA draft that's going to be happening soon. We have draft coverage and mock drafts for all the NBA teams. Make sure to follow the team-specific coverage for your needs. The Sacramento thread is popping off. They like the chances of getting some really nice talent this year in the drafts. So... Let's get into today's show. We are going to have a special, special show today. We're going to have a little two-part segment. First, we are going to be joined by an amazing, amazing college football contributor. We're going to be talking specific football to Louisiana Tech. We are going to be joined by the Ben Carlisle. And, uh, you know, without drawing this out too, too much, because I'm excited and uh, really just want to get the guest in here, get his thoughts on some things, let him spill the beans. Louisiana Tech alumnus, former baseball player for Louisiana Tech, publisher of the Bleed Tech Blue podcast, at Bleed Tech Blue on Twitter, host of The Edge on Sports Talk 97.7 FM, situated out in Ruston, Louisiana, Ben Carlisle, at Ben Carlisle 37 on Twitter. Ben, thank you so much, man. Like I said off air, I am excited to talk Louisiana Tech football, and uh, welcome to Today in Sports Betting.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Thanks for having me on. Uh, Popped up to talk to Louisiana Tech football. It's crazy that uh, we're less than 50 days away from the college football season getting underway.
0: It just seemed like yesterday where I saw the mark was at like 75. You know, I got these key numbers for college football offseason. All right, 75 days. I can make it to 50. And, you know, now you talk about it. We're at 50. So before we know it, we're going to be at 25 and then we're going to be kicking the season off with Mississippi State on September 4th. So going into this season, you guys are returning a lot. You know, you've got a lot of transfers coming in, and this team is pretty, pretty interesting. Do you have a favorite narrative going into this season? Yeah, I think that's a good question. I don't know if
1: You know, you you talk about the experience returning. They've obviously added 14 transfers. Um, You know, the issues a season ago, obviously they went 5-5 and overall, lost to Georgia Southern in the New Orleans Bowl. Uh, Had some major issues defensively in the secondary. Offensively, uh, the O-line really struggled. They've tried to plug some holes up there. I think they've added four defensive backs, uh, three coming from SEC programs. They've added three. Uh, grad transfer, offensive linemen. So they've tried to fill some holes through the transfer portal. Um, as far as the narrative coming in for this year, and I'm sure you guys cover it or have discussed it, you talk about uh, betting lines and the over or under. I think the over or under this for this team in Vegas is about four, maybe four and a half, depending on the book. And I, I I've told people I think it's the easiest over in college sports. And I don't know if that's – necessarily my belief that Louisiana Tech's that good of a football team as much as it is. Have you seen what Conference USA has been for a number of years? There's just no way that this Skip Holtz coach team wins less than four games. So I think coming into the year, like you said, a lot of new faces, a lot of guys a returning experience. They've added Austin Kendall, uh, West Virginia yeah. transfer quarterback last week or a couple weeks ago. So I think they got a chance to be pretty good. But the big key will be you know, throughout the rest of the month of July and into August, can you get these new pieces gelling with some of the returning pieces that makes yourself play good in some of those early season games when you talk about Mississippi State, a top 15 FCS program in Southeastern. Um, You know, you got SMU in week three at home. You start conference play with North Texas before uh, closing out non-conference play at NC State. So it's pretty challenging early on. And the key for Holtz and his staff will be getting all these new pieces accustomed to what they want to do on both sides of the ball.
0: Well, you alluded to a few very good points that I'd like to piggyback on all of them. There, uh, you know, Skip Holtz being the coach, you know, that's that's automatically a good starting point. You know, the continuity that he brings, as well as the guys on the coaching staff. Uh, second-year defensive coordinator David Blackwell. You know, the continuity between those units, you know, even all the way down to the special teams. You mentioned the SEC guys, you know, uh, Miles Mason from Arkansas, which Phil still has him as his, you know, as a number 51 player. So that's a nice get for the secondary. You talked about the grad transfers on the line. I really like the kid from Lehigh. Really uh, interesting tape from what I saw from him. And then, um, yeah, Southeast Louisiana, it's uh, – that, that's a pretty daggone good F- <laughs> FCS team. And then the last one, yes, the overall, you know, four, four and a half. That is just absolutely ridiculous. Um, I – you know, the way I look at the beginning of this schedule, I, I, I think that getting one of those against Mississippi State and NC State is very possible. And then you sandwich potential, you know, potentially two losses. I'm sorry, uh, on the outside of three wins. I because I think if they lose Mississippi State and North Texas, or I'm sorry, uh, NC State, that they win Southeast Louisiana, SMU, and North Texas. Uh, Yeah, uh,
1: and, and just to kind of piggyback on that, I think the big swing game for them over the, especially those first five games, is SMU games. Yes. You know, it, it's, a, it's an AAC program. It's a team that Tech competes with recruits for. Uh, Sonny Dykes, obviously the former head coach of Louisiana Tech, that's now mm-hmm. at SMU, he's doing a good job of building that program. Uh, you kind of have the storyline, Tanner Mordecai Oklahoma transfer, Austin Kendall, a kid oh, cool. that started his career yeah. at Oklahoma. So, there'll be a lot of storylines in that one. But for me, when you look at the first five games, that's the swing game. If you can win that game, it does, I'm not going to say it doesn't matter, but it takes away some of the significance of stealing a game against a Mississippi State or an NC State.
0: And may, you know, make up for a little bit of that sting, especially if the Mississippi State game is close. I think that's going to be an interesting game, you know? um this schedule overall this has been one of my more favorite schedules to dig in and I think the fact of the matter is is because we start with that four win total uh that they've put on the season and that's just a little bit of a slap in the face of Skip Holtz in my opinion last year was obviously really weird for just about every team you know we can we can always make that case for any preview that we do coming into this season but what I like about you alls schedule is the back end of it. Sure, you got some challenging games. You know, at UAB is going to be be tough. Hosting UTSA, they they're a bit improved. Frank Harris another year there at quarterback. Southern Miss, I you know I really like Southern Miss this year to kind of you know ho hum a little bit this year. But uh, your guys's linebacking core, uh, been I mean. Probably the best – I'd say the best in the conference returning. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, really savvy kids there. And uh, really – so I love defense, right? So I I love a good linebacking course. So I will definitely be looking to you guys' team this year a lot to watch some good linebacking play. Um, Out of those three there or four, you know, there's like three or four really talented kids that get featured in sets there who, you know, who's the bread and the butter in those linebackers there? I mean, we saw the true freshmen stick out last year.
1: Yeah, you know, I think if you look at the top two guys, probably Tyler Grubbs and Trey Baldwin. Of course, you talk about Grubbs last year as a true freshman. He was probably third or fourth on the depth chart entering the year. Uh, we saw what COVID did as far as taking players in and out of the lineup. He gets an opportunity in week one. At Southern Miss, I think he had 15, 16, maybe 17 tackles in his first career start. He never exits the lineup. He becomes a freshman All-American. Not the biggest guy in the world. Not the fastest guy. Probably 6'1", 215, 220 pounds. But uh, has a nose for the football. uh, Really good in the run game. And you talk about Trey Ball when he's a kid that Tech ended up signing out of Trinity Valley Community College uh, a few years ago. Started his career at Missouri. Uh, He is one of those bigger kids, 6'1", 6'2", 235 pounds, can really run sideline to sideline. But I would agree with you. I think they got the best linebacking core in the conference. I think the big question defensively, and I know you mentioned it earlier, with David Blackwell entering the second year uh, of his tenure at Louisiana Tech is you add the guys on the back end defensively after you aren't able to play any sort of man coverage a season to go. Uh, after losing two guys to the NFL and Amik Robertson and Legerious Sneed. Now you're more comfortable with the back end. How does that uh, change how Blackwell can scheme some things on that side of the ball? Uh, I, he's a pressure guy. He's brought pressure his whole career. He couldn't do it a year ago. So I think that we're going to see Tech bring a lot more pressure with the linebackers, with you know some safeties, of Miles Mason, mm-hmm. a B.J. Williams, and some of those guys coming down into the box. Now that they know they can hold up on the back end at corner so that this team can force some more either lost yardage plays or turnovers or whatever it may be, and that's why I'm so optimistic about this defense that while they do return 10 starters, I would imagine only six or seven of those guys actually start, so that sure. increases your depth as well.
0: Sure. Absolutely. I mean, they are going to need to be creative to make up for losing Milton Williams in the middle there. I mean, that guy was just a – every time I watched him, it was just like he was pushing two linemen by himself, essentially. That guy was a space filler. And then you you, you talked about Grubb's nose for the ball. 99 tackles and eight tackles for loss. I mean, that's just – as a true freshman that that is impressive and his film is very awesome listeners you know if you if you got some extra time go watch some uh Tyler Grubbs film um man I feel like we've talked about a lot and we've barely talked about the Austin Kendall thing you know like that's uh I'm in big 12 country so he was a big recruit coming into the conference between West Virginia OU all that good stuff and I think this is going to be a great signal caller for Lou, uh, Lou Holtz. <laughs> I knew I was going to do that at some point. For Skip Holtz. And, uh, yeah, I mean, how excited is Rustin for this kid? Are you guys buzzing?
1: Oh, yeah, there's no doubt. And he, he's a kid that, like you said, started his career at Oklahoma, backed up Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray for a few years, headed off to West Virginia for the first year of the Neil Brown era in Morgantown. And he's got some experience. I think he has nine career starts under his belt. And, you know, Tech's quarterback room, you look at it on paper, uh, Luke Anthony was coming back for his extra COVID year off of a gruesome broken yeah, leg man. from a year ago. Uh, Aaron Allen played some as a sophomore last year, and then you're pretty young behind those two guys with two true freshmen and J.D. Head and Caleb Polstein. And so I, I think that bringing in Kendall, of course, I believe he was brought in on July the 6th is when it was made official Uh, to add a guy like that into your quarterback room, uh, you talk about how highly recruited he was out of high school. Uh, There's no doubt about it. You watch him throw the football. You watch him move around back there. He's uber-talented. Now, has it all clicked at, at any point in his career? I don't imagine so. But Skip Holtz has some experience with this. Jeff Driscoll. Uh, came in from Florida back in 2015, had a monster year uh, with over 4,000 yards, turned himself into an NFL draft pick. And so I think that's kind of uh, the view as far as what Kendall can be for this offense. Uh, He's not going to be asked to throw for 350, 400 yards a game. Uh, They're really good in the backfield with Marcus Williams, a transfer from Appalachian State, Keon Henry Brooks, a transfer from Vanderbilt. So, They'll run the ball probably 35, 40 times a game, use some play action off of that. But I think Kendall, his skill set, his ability to throw the football, especially vertically down the field, suits Skip Holt's style of offense that he wants to use perfectly, which is why I'm so optimistic about this team, whereas three, four weeks ago you kind of had to convince yourself a little bit uh, that they could possibly compete for a conference championship.
0: Yes, yes. Definitely young at the receiving group, but, uh, you know, we talked about the offensive line additions, and then on top of that, returning some starters. Um, I think your guys' starts right now, current number 63, probably a little different, shaken up with, you know, some practices and all that, but uh young at receiver. But, you know, Kendall just being able to get in there and get guys to the line, organize, situate, like, no no knock at all whatsoever to uh, Anthony and, you know, hopefully his recovery goes well because that, like you said, gruesome, that was just a bummer there. And um, great, great kid. Hope he bounces back. Um, Again, who ballers speaking with Ben Carlisle of the bleed tech blue podcast and native of, Ruston, Louisiana. So, if we need some good Louisiana Tech news, I mean, this is the guy to get it from. Also, you you played baseball uh, for Louisiana Tech, and I sure did. I sure yes. did. All right. So, uh, eleven through twenty fourteen. It was a, it was a fun run. Yeah, yeah. Um, what what positions did you play while you're out there?
1: Yeah, yeah. I played at baseball at Louisiana Tech from twenty eleven to twenty fourteen. Uh, Those were back in the days when Louisiana Tech was in the Western Athletic Conference. So, uh, pretty fun experience. I was a left-handed pitcher, so uh, getting to go out to Hawaii for some conference games, San Jose, kind of tour the West Coast in a sense uh, throughout my career. That's some some pretty cool uh, aspect of it. But uh, had had a lot of joy, a lot of fun times playing with a a lot of uh, quality baseball players throughout my time at Tech.
0: Yeah, 11 to 14, there were some – I, you know, I remember some of those Louisiana tech teams, there's y'all had some talent through there and, uh, the whack, what a, what a shout out and a throwback there. I I love that (laughs) conference, man. I, I wish that, uh, it was still around. You know what, what Idaho was in there with you guys? Yeah.
1: Idaho, New Mexico state,
0: um,
1: San Jose state, Fresno. It was a, it was – geographically, it wasn't a great fit for Louisiana Tech, but competitiveness-wise, it was extremely uh, – it was a really competitive conference, both in baseball and in football and in basketball.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, for those of you who may be on the younger side and don't really know the whack. I mean – Google it. But uh, Ben, I told you we're going to talk about you a good amount on this show too. I mean, we wanted to talk some uh, Louisiana Tech football, but radio is something that I have always been interested in. So I always love to ask these radio questions. Like, did you have a college broadcasting career? Were you doing the journalism side? How did that really, like, you know, how did that come into livelihood for you?
1: Uh, No, actually I did not. Um, I was a business major at Louisiana Tech and uh, actually started running Bleed Tech Blue uh, back in January of 2017. Funny story, you know, our first child being my wife's little girl was born back in November and I got this call on a Monday and it was one of my good buddies. He's like, hey man, I'm looking into stepping down from the site. He was like, "Uh, I would like for you to take it over. We've kind of discussed it a little bit in the past and um I was like yeah absolutely like I'm all in he's like all right it's yours he's like radio show uh Tuesday night so uh you know start prepping getting ready and you know I'd done uh maybe a segment or two uh you know maybe 15-30 minutes of radio prior to that first night the following night and uh when you have to go 90 minutes um I think I was out of content within the first 15 or 20 minutes but uh Ever since then, I've grown more and more accustomed. I started doing the Edge uh, here in Ruston Sports Talk, 97.7 FM, uh, Tuesday through Thursday morning where we don't – like we cover Louisiana Tech, obviously, but we're covering everything uh, around the sporting world as well. And uh, it's just kind of a passion of mine. I love doing it on the side uh, when I get some time and uh, have have really grown, like I said, to just absolutely love doing it.
0: It definitely is a fun thing. I mean – talking football like how what what guy is not gonna gonna like that you know well uh congrats on everything that you got going on that front even though you may or may not have planned it but that, I mean that's a really cool story and the fact that a close friend was involved in the transition and all that good stuff it just speaks volumes and the fact that you get to cover Louisiana Tech football still you know four years strong that's something to be very 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 proud of And I'm just glad it's going well for you, man. Now, just speaking of your time on campus there, what was, and it doesn't have to be on campus, but maybe like a most recent or a distant past favorite memory of Louisiana Tech Bulldogs football. Was there a game that was more memorable memorable to you uh, from your time there or most recently?
1: Huh, that's a good question. A question I haven't thought about too often. Um, I don't know, I think that, Probably as my time as a student goes, I think there's probably two things that stick out. 2011, uh, Tech won the WAC championship. Uh, I'll never forget they actually beat New Mexico State 44-0 to clinch the title. But that was four quarters of driving rain. Um, You know, just one of those experiences that you'll never, never kind of forget. That was pretty cool. Uh, Then in 2012, um, that was the year that Dykes really got it going in Ruston. And I was uh, actually towards the uh, end of my senior year, or, yeah, my fourth year. I ended up staying for five. But um, that was the end of my fourth year. And Tech average, I believe, was like 51 and a half points per game, one of the best offenses in college football history. So that was pretty cool to be a part of as well as a student
0: uh Quentin Patton was on both those teams wasn't he
1: yes one of my favorite of all time
0: man that kid he uh I remember when uh NC the first NCAA game that came out that he was eligible for Mm -hmm. uh, I used to use Louisiana Tech a lot against friends and they hated trying to guard him so
1: yeah he is awesome he was awesome
0: great route runner uh speed for days So, getting to see that first and foremost, and the Sonny Dykes era, you know, I'm kind of jealous of you, Ben. Uh, You've had some really cool Louisiana Tech football to watch. Um, But, well, man, this is like, you know, the unfortunate part of the show where I wish I could just keep talking to all these awesome, brilliant personalities and contributors I get to come on and have talked to on the show. But... We're both busy, and, you know, you've got some other stuff to get to today. I've got some other stuff to get to today. I'm going to continue to look at Louisiana Tech football today and get excited for this. I, I mean, obvious over four wins on the season total. But uh, ballers again, Ben Carlisle. Ben, I am going to let you well, – let you. That sounds really pompous, and I don't mean it that way. Ben, please – plug for us and tell us. I, I saw the North Texas article, the preview on that yep. game. I'm going to read it again once we get done here. Um, so any other nitty-gritties that you can give us about Bleed Tech Blue, yourself, what what you got coming for us here soon, man?
1: Yeah, you can follow us uh, on Twitter at Bleed Tech Blue. You can follow me on Twitter at bcarlisle37. Uh, like you said, uh, come on over to bleedtechblue.com. It's just $9.95 a month. Uh, doing previews over the next, well, I guess we have three weeks to go, uh, previewing each of Louisiana Tech's opponent for the 2021 season. Fall camp starts up August the 6th. We'll have daily practice reports uh, found nowhere else. So we're your number one home for all things Louisiana Tech athletics, and uh, we'd love to have you join us at bleedtechblue.com.
0: There you go. There you go. Well, this was the first Louisiana Tech you know, purely driven based shows. So I am happy with it and I'm glad that we were able to do this because it's a team. I, I love my small market teams here. So, um, you know, small conference, small market. I, I I'm a guy for the, for the medium sized folk, you know, It's <laughs> just how I am. Ben, I can't thank you enough partner. Um, I'm looking forward to some future collaborative efforts and I'm looking forward to see how this season goes for y'all's football team. And then uh, for your, you know, good, good wishes here this year as well, bud. Absolutely,
1: man. I appreciate you having me on. And uh, anytime you want me on, don't hesitate to reach out.
0: Oh, don't tell me that you're never going to get rid of me. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate uh, it, man. All righty. Well, hoop ballers again, you know how it goes. This is part of the show where I send you all of my good vibes and all of my good energies. I hope you have a great, safe day. I hope you had a great, safe weekend. It's Monday. Let's roll this week out. Let's work the wrinkles out, work the kinks out. We got some baseball to bet on today. We had been on the show to talk Louisiana Tech football, and it was a doozy. As always, I'm Devin Ellington at D-A-L-E-007 on Twitter, sending you all my positive vibes, all my positive energies. Please have a good day today. Be safe. Be kind.